0: Okay, so as you can see, I didn't go off stage, so I'm going to be giving the <laughs> message today. So we had, uh, in a baseball analogy, we had an injured pitcher go down and had to do a call to the bullpen for the right-hander to come in, and so I had limited warm-up. Uh, Barry got hurt his back really bad on Friday, and so I got thrown into the mix yesterday. So I'm here today to give you the message, but I think it's actually going to be really, yeah. There we go. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, so Pastor Barry, his lower right back hip area, there's some kind of joint issue, and he's kind of shooting pain down his leg. He really was hoping to be here this morning, at least to just to sit in his usual seat, but uh, he wasn't able to make it. So he does send his um, kind words away, uh, to me, actually, but he, he wanted to be here, and he's appreciating the prayers that you have been giving already and that you will give. So just wish him a speedy recovery, and we will be praying for him later, too. Um, But we are continuing our series on Supernatural Christmas. So the God that we serve is supernatural, right? He's not part of our natural realm. So we're kind of diving into that a little bit. So I'm going to read a blog that I found titled A Supernatural Christmas. I found this. It was written last year uh, on uh, the day after Christmas, so December 26th. So kids, listen to this. I'm going to ask you a question, all right? Good morning, beautiful people. Good morning. I know this is a day late, but I wanted to share something unusual with you. My white Christmas tree that I was blessed with last year glistens with a new topper. The packed angel for the top now has a gold dove representing the Holy Spirit in its place. Who put the dove there? I ask over and over again. My grandchildren that were here last weekend, my son-in-law that was here, my friends. Who else was in as I tried to remember all who visited in the last week or so? No one that has been in my home admits to putting the gold dove representing the Holy Spirit on my tree. So kids, who put, the, who put that gold dove on top of the tree? You think God? Yeah? Could be. It could be one of the people she asked. Maybe they just were trying to play a trick on her. They didn't tell her the truth. It's hard to say, right? But this, this person that was writing it really believes that God somehow switched it out for her so that she would have a gold dove on top of her tree. Does that sound normal? Does that sound natural? No, it doesn't, right? But does God do stuff like that? Yeah, God does do supernatural things. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. So we're gonna look at uh, a little bit of what the supernatural is. So a definition I found um, online is supernatural is of relating to or being above or beyond what is natural, right, so super, it's above, The natural it's unexplainable by natural law or phenomena or abnormal another definition is of pertaining to characteristic of or attributed to god or a deity i like on this one too they put god or a deity because there's things of god right there's supernatural things of god but there's also like a dark side too right there's the darkness that there's there's power and there's supernatural things that happen there things like Ouija boards and seances and things, things happen in the, the supernatural on that side too. So not everything supernatural is of God. Um, but as we do step into engage, engaging with the supernatural, there's one thing that it requires and that is faith. So our beliefs as Christians rely on the supernatural. You know, there's key parts of our faith that are supernatural. There's the creation, right? There's the virgin birth, there's the resurrection, Those things are beyond the natural. Um, So what is faith? In Hebrews 11.1, the writer says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So there's two aspects of faith. There's believing something to be true. So that's, I think a lot of us, we're okay with that part often, that believing something to be true. But then the second part is trust. And it's a trust where you actually have to uh, rely on the fact that you believe is true. So there's two, you have to actually put that belief into action. So I, I kind of try to come up with an example. So I got this for my kids. I have two boys, and I, have, uh, I can believe that they're good kids. So I have faith that they're good kids. And I can have faith that they won't sneak a peek at their Christmas presents early. Right? So I can say, oh, my kids are good. I, I believe that, I have, I have confidence in that. But I have to actually put trust in that. So kids, if I, if I keep those presents hidden away somewhere secret where they don't know where it is, am I putting trust in my belief? No, I'm not, right? If I really trust them, then I'm going to put the presents out early and I'm going to trust that what I believe about them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back it up with my actions. Um, so as Christians, living out our faith goes beyond just believing that God exists. That's the easy part, or it's easier part. But when we actually take steps of, of faith and demonstrate it with our obedience to God and by our actions, that's where uh, faith really g- gets completed. Uh, and often there can actually be a disconnect in those, those two things in our spiritual lives. So let's, let's go back to those, those three things I mentioned that are supernatural parts of our faith, a creation, uh, in hebrews eleven three, it says by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at god's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen that's supernatural right we believe a god who existed before creation just spoke things into existence that's not something that can be replicated and colossians 1 16 says for through him god created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. I like this part, too, because I think it it balances the first one where it talks about the unseen world. So God, God created our creation that we exist in, but there's so much more to that, right? There's more than just our creation. There's the supernatural. I mean, there's the spiritual realm, and sometimes we lose sight of that. So creation is supernatural. Uh, The next thing I want to point out is the resurrection. Probably the most, actually I would say it's the most important thing for a Christian to have faith in. Without that, we don't have any hope. We don't have any hope for being in heaven if we don't believe that the the resurrection happened. First Corinthians 15 uh, verse four, Paul actually echoes this. He says, and if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless and our faith is useless. That's the key uh, tenet of our faith, but it's supernatural. It's not something that we can see replicated all the time in our daily lives. So there's lots of historical evidence about the resurrection, but it still takes faith to believe in it, because we weren't there, we didn't see it, but I skipped one. I I skipped the Christmas story, and that's actually what we're, we're, we're talking about in this series, and so in this Christmas, Season, there's two things that stand out to me uh, that are supernatural one is the, the angels so ross talked about that last week the angels came the angel gabriel came to visit zechariah and mary so i'm going to put some pictures of some angels or what people think uh, angels could look like based on descriptions in the bible these are gonna, these are going to be you know their their own um, artistic in- interpretation but let's take a look at these and then i want you to tell me if they look natural that one looks kind of weird right so that one actually is, it's talked about in I yeah I think Catherine just said the name probably it's uh, talked about in Ezekiel 1 I believe but these ones they're associated with the throne and, some, and they kind of move around it's like a, it says it's a circle inside a circle and all eyes all around it and I know when I saw that I'm like that's an angel but that's an angelic being um but kids do those look natural They don't, right? That's not something that we see in our daily lives, whether that circle one or just those other ones. It's not what we see. Those are supernatural. The angels are created beings that are God's messengers and servants. They point back towards God, but they're also not meant to take worship from God. Sometimes we have those crazy experiences. No, you got a question. No, that's a good question, but I'm not sure. But I think, so these are just interpretations on what the authors in the Bible are seeing things and they're trying to put words to it. I think sometimes the things in the supernatural, they're hard to put words to. So we can talk more after though. I think it's interesting. Um, but these things aren't actually meant to take worship from God. And I think sometimes we can have these experiences, whether it's angels or other supernatural experiences, we can then take those like, I want more of that. I want more of that experience And we can actually get caught into chasing those things where those things are meant to point us back towards God and to worship God. So we do need to be careful of the supernatural. This this series we're in isn't about chasing the supernatural. It's about unlocking an aspect of God that sometimes we forget about. Um, And actually, uh, John, the Apostle John actually gets reprimanded about this. In Revelation 22, 9, uh, an angel says to him, it says, but he said, uh, no, don't worship me i am a servant just like you and your brothers the prophets as well as all who obey what is written in this book that's us believers and then he says worship only god so we got to remember that even these these supernatural experiences they're not meant to be worship they're meant to be a a way to direct us back towards god um angels can take on bodily form in hebrews uh, 13 2 it says don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who have done this have entertained angels without even knowing it. So sometimes angels can, I don't, I don't know how it works or what, I don't know the, what, the ins and outs, but it has happened. And the writer in the Bible actually says that's, that, that is an occurrence. So angels are supernatural. They're beyond our natural realm. And the other aspect that's in the Christmas story is the virgin birth. And actually it's the virgin conception, right? But the, we usually call it the virgin birth. But that's beyond our natural realm it's the method by which god came in the flesh and it's why actually the resurrection story that i mentioned earlier has its meaning because that's where god came as both man and god um, thus the the virgin conception and the birth had to be supernatural but what about the supernatural in our own lives I think sometimes we can downplay the supernatural, and we can say, "Wow, well, that's just for those really high-level experiences, and maybe we only search for those, and we miss out on what the Lord is doing in our daily lives. There's a lot of supernatural things that he does that we maybe just say it's coincidence or luck. Um, I don't know. I asked this question, this rhetorical question. How many of you say or hear, say, uh, I don't want to over-spiritualize things? I've done that in the past because I think maybe we see people that we think over-spiritualize. I don't want to just say everything is spiritual. And I think oftentimes we err on the other side. We actually err on under-spiritualizing things, and we miss out on a lot of stuff that God is doing in us and around us. And for that, I think we need to kind of have a shift. We need to start seeing things more from a spiritual perspective. Um, I'll ask you this question. Do you know what the two enemies of faith are? Oh, hey, that's my son. He got one. Fear. <laughs> fear is one. And no, I didn't practice in front of him. Uh, but fear is one. And there's another one. Anybody want to take a guess? Unbelief. So those two things are the two enemies of faith. And if they attack our faith, then they attack our ability to engage with the supernatural. So I'm going to actually have Penn come up in just a second. And she's going to share a little bit of her um Insights into this series of supernatural Christmas that she shared with Barry this week, and it was just the Lord orchestrated it. She says Barry set her up, and I think he did, kind of. But then I heard about it, I'm like, yeah, let's have Penn come up here. But I think what she has to share is really good. I think it'll relate uh, to all of you. And then she's actually going to have a time where she shares a a testimony, because after she's done, we're going to have an open mic time, and we're going to release testimonies of supernatural. And so it can be. Uh, a healing that you've received. It can be a praying for somebody and they've received healing, and it can be something that's just not. Does that mean with healing? It can be something that's just supernatural that shouldn't happen that doesn't make sense, but you see the Lord, uh, Lord's hand in it. So Pen, why don't you come up and give her a round of applause?
1: So when Barry says, Pen, why don't you pray about it? It's a setup. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because with Barry, I can't say no. So I just say, okay, well, we'll pray about it. So um, from what Kyle was saying, um, to me, I feel that um, the Lord wants to be in our lives every day. I think he wants to show himself to us, be part of our everyday, day-to-day life. And um, he, he shows us signs and, and wonders. Um and it's up to us to open our eyes and kind of see that he is trying to be good to us. He wants to be good to us, you know, cuz he loves us. It's it's just like if I were at home with Craig and I, I love you, hon. I love you so much. So <laughs> the thing is if
2: <laughs> what?
1: If I just walk by Craig and not even acknowledge him, It would hurt his feelings like he doesn't um like he's not present it's the same thing i think with the lord that that he lives with us he's with us and if i just like walk by you and don't even acknowledge you and, and and all you want to do is love on me and just shower me with your goodness i i just feel like um we need to open our eyes and be recognizing the lord and i think If we open those eyes, then we can see how good he is to us. And we can see more of those signs and wonders. So one of the stories I wanted to share was the time.
0: I think before you go to your testimony, I think some of the things you talked about, about coincidence and luck, are you going to incorporate that? Yes. I think that's the key part.
1: Yes. So... um, in my Sorry, uh, tes- a testimony through. no 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 so no no be to, uh, because i'm so nervous <laughs> i i need a beta blocker right now but his his presence right here is so good so um uh one day uh, I was at work and I, I felt like I couldn't swallow and I, I had a pain in my, uh, in my throat area. And so I, I looked in the, in the mirror and then I saw that there was like a lump in my, um, in my throat area. So I said, oh my gosh, what is that, an Adam's apple? What is that? <laughs> that is not cute. So <laughs> I, I walked out and I, I didn't know this, but my... Uh, my my physician, my primary physician was at the nurse's station. I, I work at a hospital, so um, I, I, it's not my office visit, but I saw him. I said, hey, look at this, man. What is this? <laughs> what is this? And so he's dictating, and I'm like, okay, finish. Finish. So after he finished dictating, he looks at it, and then he says, oh my gosh, I know what that is. And, and so now, my physician is a cardiologist. That's his specialty. He, everything with the heart. He treats heart attacks. He takes people to the cath lab. Well, anyways, he says, I know what that is. My wife had that, and he took it upon himself to learn everything about the thyroid. It, he knew exactly what it was, and he said, go down right now and go get yourself an ultrasound, and so just for that one day... I already had a diagnosis, and I'm thinking to myself, if, if I was, like, not thinking and focusing, I would just say, like, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. I'm going to get some lottery tickets, you know, because, <laughs> damn, I <laughs> so, was good. But I, but I was thinking, like, no, that's the hand of God because the Lord puts you in situations and meets you up with people that will be there to help you. And so that expedited that whole thing. And within a week I had um, um, a, a biopsy of it, and within a, a month, I was having surgery, okay So uh, to take out the thyroid. And so Craig and I were already spoken to by saying that it might be cancer. And so um, I was tempted to, you know, uh, get worried. But I said, oh, no, devil, behi- get behind me. I'm not I'm not trying to worry because then I don't know yet. I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not going to try to be fearful. But anyways, when um, when Craig and I were talking about it, Craig had a, um, a message from the Lord and said, Penn, he told me it's going to be okay. Well, this man never heard from the Lord before. <laughs> I mean, I mean good Lord. I mean, that receiver was taken. It's not even connected, you know. But then all of a sudden, you know, Craig has this, you know, epiphany and he heard from the Lord. And I said, well, I'm going to bank on that because, you know, this guy, he's, he's he heard it and it's right. And so um, we didn't worry about it. I got surgery. And then when they took it out and, you know, when they take stuff like that out, they have to uh, biopsy it and do pathology and to really make sure what it is, and um, sure enough, it was um, it was cancer. But the thing about that was that the tumor was such encased, and it was like almost like desiccated wood that it didn't have anywhere to go. So it was so isolated that when they took it out, totally, I didn't have to have any treatments after that, and they made my scar so beautiful. I mean. <laughs> you can't even tell <laughs> i we bumped into john over at uh, ocasia and he didn't even know i had surgery and i uh, you know he was going hi guys I'm like, hi how are you because then you know it affected my vocal cords and um so right there again that is the lord that is the goodness of the lord protection and um they sent out the text To go get other instruments, they they couldn't cut the dumb thing, you know. And they even told Craig, I don't know, that thing was like wood. We needed to, like, (laughs) like get special instruments to cut it out of her. Um, But because that was all um, encased and kind of um, wrapped together, I felt like that is the Lord's protection and keeping that isolated and uh, not going any further from that. So, um, and if I'm just like going around and not paying any attention or I'm wrapped up in fear, if I'm wrapped up in worry, if I'm wrapped up about what could be what's gonna happen and I'm already ordering my casket and all this other stuff, <laughs> I could miss the, the Lord's hand in it totally because you're distracted. You're thinking about other things that are not important. And so um, the second part of the story I'm wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> Second part of the story. I, I told Penn to keep it concise, <laughs> but, but I know
0: it's Penn, so it's okay. We, just, we love her.
1: So, um, uh, so the, the, the surgery went fine, and uh, it's been a month, and it, my voice was affected. And so I was speaking like really hoarsely and, 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 and softly, and uh, I was thinking, they didn't touch my vocal cords, why is my voice not coming back? So at first it was cute, right? It's like, hi. You know, I was like, Demi Moore, hi, how are you? (laughs) Yes. You know? (laughs) But then after a month, I'm like, oh my God, where's my voice gonna come back? And I was getting really scared because the voice morphed into Roz from Monster Inc. You know? Mike (laughs) Wazowski. I was like, this is not cute, I I don't want this. (laughs) And then, you know, my laugh was like a seal, I was like barking, and (laughs) and like, oh, that is not cute. So, um, and I was getting discouraged, and one day we had a prayer, um, like we usually do here, And then the intercessors were here and then the children were coming down and i'm like oh my god when i saw them come down the children they looked like the avengers i said oh man you dark principalities you're screwed because here comes the kids you know i think that they have such innocence and um um genuineness that when they pray for you they really It really comes from their heart. They have no agendas. And so I ran to the carpet. I ran to the carpet, and I'm all like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Pray around me, pray around me, pray around me. (laughs) And then I remember this. Your son prayed for me. And then the next day, my voice came back. My voice came back the next day. And and so I I wanted to include that because I was really getting um, uh, discouraged, and it was going on a month and a half, and I really did think that my voice was going to be stuck like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, there are worse things. I have to be grateful that I'm I'm cancer-free, but Jesus, please give me a sweet voice. (laughs) I'm not looking at Todd because he's (laughs) going to make fun of me. But anyways, um, another thing that I wanted to just say is that if you have had um, something happen to you, a miracle that was life-altering, don't forget or beget the little things that the Lord is, ha- is doing with you, you know. In, in the biblical days, they used to have memorial stones to commemorate what the Lord has done. You people, I see a bunch of scrapbookers here. Scrapbook your heart out. Put down the memories and and all the things that the Lord has done for you. I mean, that's like our modern time memorial stone. To go back and really think about the Lord has done this for me. And he can do it again. Right? Taste that the Lord is good. Right? Taste and see that the Lord is good.
0: seem nervous, right? <laughs> um, so you shouldn't be either. So, wha- so we're going to have an open mic time now. So I'm going to put the mic uh, up here on the step and just come up here and release a testimony. So releasing testimonies verbally, it releases faith into the atmosphere. It releases, it, inc- it builds your own faith because you kind of relive that story, but then it, it, it releases faith into other people and they actually might trigger like, oh, I had something like that. I didn't, I didn't realize that was God. That was actually his hand. And we can get we can get into saying oh you're so lucky oh what a coincidence and things like that and then often that that just throws god out of the equation right but actually a lot of those and i'm not saying all of them are but a lot of those are god and we miss out on those so um we're going to do about 15 minutes or so of this so uh just c- can keep them short and concise in the sense of keep to the facts that are rela- related to the um the supernatural encounter with the lord so
3: Morning. Um, I just wanted to let you know that this supernatural that's happening here in our church is not just confined to us. That there are other churches like Cottonwood and Cornerstone that is experiencing this. And I want to share with you a story of a friend who attends Cornerstone. Um, and um, about first of October, she came up to me well, just before we were out dragon boat paddling, and she said, "Martha." She said, could you pray for me? She said, I just had my routine colonoscopy, and my doctor found a mass in my large intestines and it was pulsing. So which means that it was now involved in her blood system. And um, because this was beyond her gastros expertise, he had to refer her to a specialist, but she had to wait two months. And so December 1st, just less this week. She went in for her colonoscopy with him and had to do the whole thing all over again with this crazy drink and everything. Wait till you have to experience that. And um, we've been praying for two months, her church, myself, a few of the other paddlers who are Christians, and we just poured over her, and she wanted a miracle. She says, I don't want this. She says, I've gone through breast cancer. I don't need anything else. And so he said, "Okay." And um, I got a. Um, she sent me a text on December first. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. The growth was gone. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then she went on and said, "This is very emotional. The doctor couldn't believe it." I was sure to give God the glory right there when I was talking with the doctor. The power of prayer is real. So I want you to open your hearts, open your spirit. You don't want to miss out on this. I told her that I was literally jumping up and down in joy for her right at that moment when I started to read her text. You don't want to miss out on that joy, but you can experience it unless you're willing to have that faith to not to doubt anymore, to just to be overwhelmed and to expect it. You have to be willing to expect the unexpected because it's coming and you can be part of it. I want you to be part of it. So today you're going to have that chance. But I want to hear about other people who have had their miracles and that how it's just been part of their life and it's going to be part of their life forever. I am still jumping and I'm still on cloud nine with Debbie so you know just hang in there guys it's coming it is coming
4: I'm Yeni, and um, everyone for the last two years has been very hard for everyone, right, because of COVID. And it's especially hard for me because my papa uh, lived in Hong Kong. And as you all know, that Hong Kong together with China has one of the strictest um, COVID policy. Um, it's zero COVID policy, basically. So... Um, My mom passed away five years ago, and um, we got five in the family, five siblings, and we're all over the world. So three girls are in LA, and I've got a brother that goes back and forth between Beijing and Singapore, and I have a brother in England. So when COVID hits, um, my dad's all by himself with uh, caregivers and all. But it's a miracle because I've been wanting to see him, and I couldn't. So last year, it's just a miracle that I was able to see him based on humanitarian ground. And I was planning, I did 21 days of quarantine. Um, Thank God for (laughs) giving me the grace to go through that. And I was planning to stay there a little longer, but unfortunately, my son got into an accident, and I have to come back. And so I told my dad, I said, Papa, Don't worry, I'll come back. I'll come back, you know, to see you again. And so what happened is December, well, Omicron hits here, right? So, and then right after that, two two months later, which is February, Hong Kong got hit really, really bad. And so I'm like, oh gosh, you know, how am I going to go see him again? And every time I called him, he goes, when I come back to see me again, I said, I'll come back, I'll come back, Papa. And so what happened was, oh, it's hard because just imagine the anxiousness that I have. And I remember the Lord telling me, Yenny, Trust me in my timing, trust me in my timing. And that takes a lot of my anxiousness away, but then that doesn't stop me from keep pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. So back in May, um, they opened up a little bit again. Um, you know, the planes, um, imagine Cathay Pacific, before COVID, they have three flights a day, and it cut short to one or two times a month. So what happened is May 22nd, I was able to get a flight back, and I remembered I touched ground on May 27th at 6:30 in the morning, and you know they're so strict about it. Um, they um, when I get to the airport, I have to get tested again. So I remembered going touch down at about 6:30, and I the first thing I because my dad before that. Two or three days his kidney starts to fail and he was starting to get bloated and stuff like that so i got in on the 27th morning and the first thing i did was of course i've got to stand in line get tested again i called the ministry of health and i said hey look um no i wasn't saying look,' but i was like pleading them i said you know what my dad is dying can i go see him and they said you know there's some protocols that you have to follow i said please please tell me what i should do he goes well you got to call the hospital that, that that he was in and said that you know get permission from them and then if that's being approved i'll give you 30 minutes to see him and so i'm like okay 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 so i called the hospital and then the the nurse guy oh yeah we'll see what we could do about it i said please make it happen I was really, really forceful about it. So they go, okay, 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 we'll, we'll coordinate with the Ministry of, of Health. And, uh, and then I was waiting to be quarantined, but then they call me at the airport. They go, okay, we'll send the, 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 the van to come get you, the Ministry of Health people. So long story short, there's so many hoops that I go through. And meanwhile, my, my dad's private nurse go, When are you coming? When are you coming? Your dad might be in and out, and you're not able to see him. And so, long story short, I was able to see him at the hospital. I know it's only 30 minutes, and I have to put on all that gear to see him. And I remembered he was teary-eyed at his deathbed. And I was like, you know, I said, Papa, I'm here. I said you know, don't worry about anything. I know I'll, I'm here to take care of everything. And I was so mindful of my 30 minutes, right? So I remembered when I was about to leave, he was, like, reaching out for me again. And I was just, like, I just, just kissed him on his forehead, and I, I laughed because the you know, the nurse, the nurse kept telling me, you know, your 30 minutes is up, your 30 minutes is up. So I know, I know, I know. And then the Ministry of Health people take me back to my hotel. And I was FaceTiming my dad. And my dad passed three hours later. So I'm just so thankful to the Lord for giving me the opportunity to be able to see him. Um, None of my siblings was able to make it there, but I just so grateful to the Lord for giving me this opportunity and trusting him that his timing, he always has his timing. So, he just, this is all, all in his plant, so.
5: Um, After that, I don't know, I I wanted to talk about my cat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, As you know, um, Bob and I go to Cambodia for three months and we come here for three months and we go back and forth. This time we came back, um, we had a cat. (laughs) And our house was full of cat furniture and I didn't know, right? We didn't know that our daughter was gonna adopt the cat. The problem is I'm extremely allergic to cats. And um, I know that if I ask my kids, you have to pick between your mom and the cat. I know I'm gonna be out the, you know, out the door. So I really seriously, because I was, yeah, I was getting, my face was getting bloated, like feeling, you know, I was getting that allergic reaction. And so I, I asked the Lord, Lord, please, I'm about to be kicked out of my house. I really need your help, and guess what? I couldn't believe it. I am no longer allergic to cats <laughs> and, and I was testing I, I stuck my face in my cat's belly and I rubbed it and you know, and I'm not allergic, and so my Bob could you know test to that, so it's amazing, you know I was like lord it's just a small thing you know it seems kind of funny but it's a real big issue for me and to be feel uncomfortable in my own home you know just feel with cat furniture, i'm just kind of locked in in my own room that's like the no cat zone right so but anyway i received healing about um about like two and a half weeks ago and um it really touched me because more than the miracle itself I, I was thinking my god you love me so much you you care when i in my small voice and i cry out to you 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 answer me you hear my prayer so that really touched me deeply and which made me to think about what else what can i do for you here because we do a lot of ministry in cambodia but here Um, My primary job is to take care of my mom, my aging mom, Um, but I feel like I needed to do more ministry here. And so I opened my Thursday, Friday, and Saturday afternoon, I said, I'm gonna do um, inner healing counseling. Uh, I'm gonna just open up my schedule. Lo and behold, um, I met this woman who was um, convicted that she needed to send me all these people and so um, I started uh, fasting and praying that I felt like I need to prepare myself. So I started fasting prayer um, Thursdays and then I prepared myself. And then I got like all these people um, and then the kind of cases were like suicide, panic attacks, bipolar, um, you know, and loss, everything very, very serious cases. But it's amazing and miracle that God is using the inner healing counseling um, that I just opened my schedule. And like these people are being set free like after two or three sessions. It's just incredible miracles of testimonies after testimonies. So I I think what God does is that he touches us deeply. To know that He loves us. It's the connection with God through the miracles and signs and wonders. And so I think that this our church, our churches, we have to experience miracles because God wants us to increase our faith. And it's the small deep things that you know we have. Oh my God, I'm preaching. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's it it's just like i praise the lord for that cat miracle but it didn't stop there you know it just went on praise the
2: lord so i was asked to share um just about um the kids and i love that um one of the kids prayed for pen and she got breakthrough i love that um Last month we started inviting the kids up here um, on the multi-gen days to pray for healing and um, we just heard of a testimony that um, some of the kids prayed for um, a trigger finger that was really starting to flare up again and there's no more pain anymore. It's completely healed, so praise God. And yeah, I just love just the simplicity of the kids, and just their pure, like, faith, and I kind of laugh, because I I tell the kids, like, oh my gosh, like, look what God did, or, you know, I try to make it a big deal, and they're like, yeah, like, duh, (laughs) like, what is supposed to happen? Um, Because that also happened, we had a small group retreat, and one of the adults, like, really hurt his back, like, he was hobbling around, and you know, making all kinds of noises, and then I was like, oh my gosh, like, we're going to spend all weekend with this guy, (laughs) like, and so I'm like, kids, like, get over here, like, we're going to pray for him right now, like, because he's not going to be fun to be around, (laughs) but so we got them all, and they just prayed, and after that, and he's like, oh, like, it's, or we, I always ask, like, what, what's the level on a scale one to ten, like, what what number are you at and he was like I don't I don't remember what he said like six or seven and then we're like okay like come on kids like pray like that it's a zero so they kept praying for zero 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 and then the whole weekend I mean he was fine he was swimming dancing running like just being his normal self so um yeah I just and again too we're like oh my gosh like look at look at uncle he's normal now and they're just like yeah like, cool. And I'm like, and that's what I love kind of about that because it's like they have no, like, it's not a struggle. Like, it's like God says he's good and he can heal, and that's that. And I just feel like they're releasing that, you know, to us adults. And so, yeah, we just, yeah, praise God for all that. <laughs>
0: So I th- Barry and I talked about this. I think we're actually going to be doing this again. I expected that there was going to be more of these, and I think there's just more that we don't have time for. But um, I'm just really excited. So I, we're actually going to do two more. I got Robert and Liz. They both are actually. Can I go? So we're going to get those two in, and then we're going to wrap up and uh, have some time for ministry of healing uh, prayer as well. So Liz, Liz go first, and Robert, you can go second.
6: Um, I'm just trusting in God's timing because, you know, people have been sharing some joyful things. I have some heavier things to share, um, but I was trying to wait, you know, like maybe it'll go away and it doesn't, right? So, okay, so something I wanted to encourage everybody is when you're going through difficult circumstances and you're, you're thinking about all the things, I don't like to be a, worry, uh, a worrier a worrier, not a warrior, okay? I don't like to live in fear or anxiety. It's just very unhealthy. Um, I've been through some situations in my past that were really um, damaging, and so I became, for a very brief season, um, a little bit outside of myself and just looking for proof. I I was hunting for proof that something was wrong. and it really, like, kind of, it, it, it seeps into every part of you, and it poisons your spirit, basically. Um, so you're always just looking for evil. And that can apply in many different circumstances. And so at some point in that season of my life, God <laughs> spoke into me, and he asked me if I wanted to partner with him. And I said, oh, okay, it's probably a good idea. And he said, "Okay, we're going to work on submission. And so I had to do this really difficult season of submitting in a situation that I'm like, but this person doesn't deserve that from me. And he said, but um, if you're submitting to what I'm trying to do, then I can cover this. And so I I did that. And it it didn't turn out in a beautiful, magical way, but it really changed my heart. And it showed me that God was there. With me in that situation, and that he could grow beautiful things in my heart. So what I wanted to say is to encourage everybody that when you're going through difficult times, um, God can still—I mean, yes, of course—but he—he's watching, and instead of me being looking for, looking for evil, looking for lies, looking for deception, he would put people in my li- in my life so that I could be joyful and thankful. And he would have a friend come to me me and say, I was cleaning my house and you came into my head and I heard the word deception. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but thank you for, I was excited for her because God interacted with her to speak into me and I could confirm, okay. And then when I found something, not because I was looking, because God revealed it, um, I could go back to her and say, God was speaking to you. That was that was valid. That was a valid word. So um, it's good. And God cares about the way we interact, and He cares about what's happening to us. And He will reveal things when His time is right. So.
0: So actually, uh, just talked to Robert, Robert graciously said, I'll do mine next time, Uh, because we don't, we don't want to miss out on having the opportunity to pray for people for healings, I think this environment's primed for that, so I'm just going to close real quick um, with a passage, so the worship team, you can come up, Um, this morning, as I was getting ready, God highlighted this passage in John 20, and it's the story of Thomas, So Jesus appeared to the the disciples, and Thomas wasn't there, right? So this picks up after that. It says, eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. And then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here and and look at my hands. Put your hand onto the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer believe my lord and my god thomas exclaimed then jesus said to him you believe because you have seen me blessed are those who believe without seeing me you know, thomas was there he had his his brother in arms you know those guys they they saw jesus and they told him and he said but i won't believe it unless i see it those are the people he trusted, right? He was with them for years, and yet he didn't have enough faith to do that. And Jesus was gracious. He said, hey, I'm going to present myself to you so you can have that faith. But then he says in there to us, you know, we're not there in that moment, but we're the ones, blessed are us, who believe without seeing. We ha- you know, we have this. This is, this is that testimony. It's not, we're not physically there in these stories, but we believe that these are written and these are God's words, and so we can take these, and this is, uh, this is what we need to put our faith in. So uh, we're gonna have, uh, I think, three or four different uh, prayer teams up here. I encourage you, if there's something the Lord's been putting on your heart, to I, I want to get prayer for that healing. It, a trigger finger, right? It might seem inconsequential, but it, it, it affects you. And when the Lord heals those little things, it, it ministers to you. It's like, wow, God cares. The allergies, right? Like, wow, God cared enough about me because He wants my family to be united, and it's like that's really cool. So. I'll just close in prayer, and then uh, we'll have some time in ministry. We're running a little bit late, but the, minister, the prayer ministers up here, we'll stay longer, right? We have lunch afterwards, but f- feel free to come up here. We'll, we'll get to all of you, all right? So, Father, thank you. Thank you for leading us into this series on supernatural. God, you are supernatural, and sometimes we lose track of that, and we lose sight of that, and we get stuck in our natural environment, our natural realm, the things we can touch and taste and see and feel. But God, you're so much more than that. You do reach us in that level, but you also engage us with our spirits. And so, Holy Spirit, we, just, we know you're here. We've invited you and we've welcomed you. And now we just release you to do your thing.
2: Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. Hope you will join us in person sometime. It will be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.